Welcome to Girl with the Mic podcast. Today we'll be talking about God-sized leaps. And uh, what do I mean by God-sized leap? One, a leap is a step in faith without the insurance of success and safety. Um, But how do you know when it's God-sized? One, it scares the living daylights out of you that you cannot do this without him. Two, it is bigger than you could have ever imagined. And three, it's so highly inconvenient and so highly not to your plans and not to your own timing that it also scares the daylights out of you and that's how you know it's god-sized um and god informed because you feel it so strongly and it makes absolutely no sense in front of you that you're choosing to leap without a parachute without knowing that it's perfect you know who wants to shoot shots that could miss right we always only want to shoot the ball when we know it's going in so that's what we're talking about today and when i thought of this topic this person came with it and it's someone who um i've had the privilege of watching grow up and also growing up with and she's so rooted in her faith and that's christina Um, I got to stand by her during some of her leaps, and she and I now get to marvel what that brought her. And so it was very clear that this was the person, and it was also very clear um, that how she looks at it still is how we all kind of want to look at it. And, um, And I still learned so, so much from her that when my faith is a little wavery or when I'm losing my footing, um, I actually process a lot of that with her because um, she brings so much truth in such a gentle way. It radiates out of her and you could probably hear that. It radiates from her. She oozes this um, and she dedicated her life to this work. And so she's a pro. She's a pro. So listen to this episode. I'm excited for all of you to hear it. Thanks so much. Welcome to Girl with the Mic podcast. I'm sharing the mic today with Christina. And uh, Christina, can you introduce yourself? I will. Um, My name is Christina. I am... 25 and currently I work for a nonprofit ministry where we focus on youth development through mentorship and building relationships um, and just share the gospel and hope of Jesus with them. Great. Thank you so much. And for anyone who knows me, Christina and I are so close. We talked all the time and um basically grew up together uh I know there's like a mentor mentee relationship here but I've learned so so much from her and that's why she's here today topic is going to be god-sized leaps and as someone who has you know done life with you for a good minute I knew this was our topic I really like there wasn't anywhere else for us to start for it to make sense So on that note, Christina, do you have a quote for us? I do have one. Um, I actually kind of had to search for one, but I I found the perfect one. Um, And this is from a woman named Corey Tenboom. And she was actually a woman whose family 
um, hid Jews during the Holocaust, and then they ended up getting caught and sent to a concentration camp, but she survived the whole experience. Um, and something that she said that just really moved me was that she said, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Ooh. And that just feels like the like mic drop sentence about what this is all about and what really matters. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I love that quote. And that is such a strong lead in for our our topic today. It's yes. perfect. So um, on the note of God size yeah. leaps, can you kind of describe and we'll get to that, <laughs> but can you describe kind of what life was like prior to that? What was Christina like? How old were you? What was your understanding of yes. the world? Um, gosh, honestly, I feel like I lived a pretty easy, cushy life growing up. Um, and I know that is because, I mean, I had lovely parents that cared so much for me. So that's, you know, not saying anything about that. I'm super grateful for that. But it definitely affected my worldview and my perspective. Um, I think a lot of the time growing up, somewhere along the way, I just learned to perform for everybody, um, God mm-hmm. included, very much so. And I just learned like what I had to do to get people to like me, to gain approval, to please people. And I didn't know it then, but that was what drove everything I did, honestly. Um, every decision I made, how hard I worked, and it it manifested itself in so many ways, but perfectionism was a big one and just wanting to be excellent at everything I did and the best at everything I did and and truly now looking back for no reason other than to gain approval and applause from the people watching me um and to be honest it worked for me for a long time so I didn't know that there was anything wrong or that I was you know that my priorities weren't straight or I was doing things wrong because yeah it just it worked for me and I kept I felt like people liked me and I felt like life was easy and I was getting the things I wanted and and so I didn't know any better so going into college going to Nashville that was very much who I was and it was very much what my identity and self-worth was wrapped into. Wow thank you so much for the vulnerability in your answer because that's huge and I want to affirm that you know we've been listening to a lot of stories from a lot of women in this podcast and we have all touched on our people pleasing We've all touched on meeting expectations placed on us. And so much of our conversation is around needing approval and affirmation Mm -hmm. from others. And so you are so 100% not alone, but believe her when she hears that it works when she says that, because it, she was actually the best at a lot of things. No lie. Like um, there's a trophy case at her house (laughs) She is insanely talented at singing. So I think there's people who who like to or want to, but 
the gifts are there. I can confirm that. And um, tell me what that journey was like then in college, walking into a space um, of having that be so much of your identity and seemingly effortless. Um, what did you learn about that kind of approval and and the lifestyle you've created meeting that consistently? Yeah. Um, there's been a couple times where I feel like that has fallen apart and let me down and college was definitely the first. Um, I went to school in Nashville and I went there planning on singing and having that be my career. Um, and I just felt so much like this tiny fish in the biggest pond. I mean, it was Nashville. You could throw a rock and hit somebody that was unbelievably talented. Um, yeah. So all of a sudden, this thing that had been my identity, I was a singer. I went to Nashville and that was mm-hmm. everyone's identity. And so yeah. it no longer was who I was or set me apart or I was nowhere near the best, to be honest. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I just remember that first year grappling so much with my identity and who I really was because I wasn't a singer. And and the other thing that I had really hung my hat on was my academics and and my intelligence and, and I was in music school. So to be honest, that didn't super matter. No one cared what grades you were getting or anything like that. So that didn't matter either. And I just hit this place of, oh my goodness, who am I without any of that? And I was alone Mm -hmm. away from my family, away from my friends, away from my community, the the people who really knew me and, and who made me who I was. And so just even more so it was I didn't know who I was all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And that is such a big process. I mean, all of us kind of during those college years, that's our first taste of identity free of, uh, hopefully free of other people's expectations or you're challenged to almost cement it in. Like, are you, or are you not? Um, and how insanely disorienting that the two things you identified with just kind of ripped away. Um, And I had a similar experience because I went in thinking I was a nursing Mm -hmm. student. I graduated with a 4.0 and I just really thought I did have all the choices available to me and I could just simply make one and thrive. Not Mm -hmm. the case. Um, That there are certain subjects that I would not put the book down and other ones where I could hold the book all day and night and still not get it. then where do you put your identity if it's in high scores or where are you putting your value if it's not um, where society puts it? You know, I had this even season of trying to figure out, okay, the world respects nurses a little bit more. Um, My choice to move into education was not approved of by my family. And I had to distinguish who I was doing it for. Was I doing it Mm -hmm. for approval or was I doing it because it fits and it's calling me and it, I know yes. I want it. Um, and then once you start making those difficult choices and start breaking the chains of what's holding you to yes. these, um, that's when the real magic happens and how we get out of yes. our own way. Yes. And it does yeah. get easier, right? Once you start making those yeah. choices, then 
it becomes easier to tune out the rest of the noise and listen to what really matters. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it begets yes. other good decisions because they tie to one another. So you're like, no, this actually goes really well together. I actually didn't know I was going to go into education had I not been volunteering mm-hmm. at Sunday school and teaching on Sundays. And then I realized I didn't perform well and I didn't like mm-hmm. my classes. You don't like being enough no yeah. matter what you do. Um, then I realized on Sunday how effortless that was. I almost thought when it was easy, it probably isn't meant to be. And now I'm realizing and hold that loosely because, you know, everything worth having is requiring work. But easy in that it's almost magic. Easy in that um, you can hit precisely right. with with minute effort compared to how much I had to muscle in my courses and stuff. So how did your process of discovering yourself and renaming and relabeling yourself, what was that like? And what did you do? I feel so lucky that, I mean, I don't know how to say it other than God met me there. And I feel really lucky. And I've even wrestled recently with, you know, when, when those huge life jarring moments life altering moments happen why for me it felt like God met me there and for some people it makes it doesn't feel that way and they end up turning away from God Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know but all I know to say is that God met me there and he surrounded me with incredible community and friends um, that were really pursuing him and chasing after him and who encouraged me. And, you know, I mean, that was the first time I really cracked open my Bible and learned how to read it was in college and started meeting Jesus in my dorm room with my youth Bible that I still had from high school and, Mm -hmm. and started going to churches with my friends where Jesus felt so present and alive and Holy Spirit felt alive. And, and I just slowly bit by bit started to really meet Jesus and learn who he was and and who he was to me and who I was to him and slowly just started really learning where my identity was and that it was always in him. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. And I want to circle back and acknowledge that you mentioned a lot of how you met him. Cause I think he showed up there, but you let him in, you cracked your Bible, you, you went to him. And so maybe that influences your answer a little bit that, um, you pursued him in this hardship and sometimes and I share this sometimes um as well but I almost take it away from him because to be honest sometimes I felt like you let this happen under your watch um why uh and in a quote that helps get me by is that when we when we choose our faith it doesn't make it easy um God never promised easy (laughs) Yeah, he just promised that his grace will be in what's difficult. We don't get to have easy buttons out of our lessons and out of our chisels and scars. 
we just have a place to go when we're in it. And it sounded like you went there. It felt to me like it wasn't this conscious choice that I was making of like, Mm. I will choose God in this. It felt like his grace was the only place I need to go, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. I also read recently in my devotional, it said, um, God knows to move when you've prayed with your Mm -hmm. whole heart on something. And I realized how we've uh, sometimes script prayer. Sometimes I pray to pray. Sorry, God. Um, Sometimes I... I do it because I loosely want something and then I know the difference in how he moves when I've prayed out of desperation with my entire heart. Me too. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's not words, right? It was me literally weeping on my bed (laughs) and him knowing exactly what that Exactly. And you know, there are so many praise and worship songs like that, like your, the tears help me see you or, um, blessings come through raindrops like really all of the good just comes through that like space of desperation now I I don't want to be desperate with him all the time I that's you know it it really is to know the dynamics between how you're praying and and when and and then watching him interact with that has been really remarkable um as you and I continue to do life we just see him do that in yeah. so many ways. Yes. Uh, so that kind of leads us to to this God-sized leap. But why don't you start with what you started to realize about your identity, what you realized about who you are, and then and then tie the yeah. leap in. Yeah. Um. I think. I think I just started to realize for the first time. I mean, what I was talking about earlier, just how much weight I was putting on what everyone else thought about me and how much that mm-hmm. affected me and how at the end of the day, like there can only be one person whose approval I'm really looking for and I have it, you know, like day in and day out, right. it's it's there and it's for me and and it, it's certainly not something I learned once. I'm learning it today as we mm-hmm. speak. Um, and it's yes. a constant battle of where am I placing my approval? Where am I placing my hope? Where, mm-hmm. yeah. And and so that was when I first started learning that, okay, my identity is in God and it has to be in God. And my identity is as his daughter and his beloved. And there is nothing that I can do that separates me from that identity. And maybe that's part of it too, is that everything else that I had held as my identity was, could be taken away, you know, in a moment. Mm -hmm. Anything else I think that we identify as. Um, I wasn't the singer anymore. I wasn't the straight A student anymore. I wasn't fill in the blank. I mean, even if your identity is in being a daughter or a wife or a mother, like any of those things 
get taken away. Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing that won't ever be taken away is knowing that Mm -hmm. I'm God's and he is mine, you know? Um, So yeah, I was really on this journey with God. Um, It was honestly some of our sweetest years. I still look back on it really, really fondly of just finding God and, and starting to learn our relationship bit by bit. Um, And so Mm -hmm. that kind of led me to go on this study abroad trip to the Holy Lands the summer after my sophomore Mm -hmm. year of college. And it's so interesting because when I look back on my life, it's like the moments where I'm like, I can't believe I did that are all the moments where God shows up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. So percent now oh my and God. I'm like, that is so unlike me to just sign up for a trip knowing nobody and just being like, I'm just going to go to Israel for a month. And it sounds so unlike me now. I don't even know what was going on in my head when I did that, but I did. Um, and I went to Israel, and I think that's where – the seed was planted in me and I just started feeling this whisper and this nudge from God of what if you did ministry? What if you gave your life to me and served me and served my people in ministry? And it was like this feeling that I couldn't shake. And I remember literally thinking about it every single day while I was there. Um, And I remember talking to God about it and just being like, okay, that sounds awesome. You know, (laughs) like I wasn't against it, but also I had a semester left of school. I was studying music therapy at this point, something that I also really loved. And I thought, I don't really know what that means or what that looks like, God, but that sounds cool. Let's circle back to this in a few years. I'm just going to you know, go back to school, do my yeah. thing, get my degree, get a job, and then maybe we can circle back to this later. And those are the conversations that yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So many times we're like, okay, but here's my plan. So let's, let's, let's uh, coordinate this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to make sure I finish out my degree and then uh, we'll put a pin in it, Lord, and we'll get to that when. Yes, exactly. Uh, my plans are done. How about it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, so tell me more about then how he moved through you afterwards, because if anyone knows now, she is not a music therapist. She works in ministry, and so clearly. Her plans went out the window. Walk yes, us through God that got process. his way. <laughs> As he does. As he typically yes. does. Um, yes. Yeah, so it was just kind of this thing I stuck in my pocket, and it would kind of come up. But, again, I just I didn't really know what it meant or what to do with it, so I just kind of left it there, and I did. You know, I went back to school, and I was going to finish out my degree, and that year – um, it was just so crazy the way that he started opening doors. And I came home for winter break that year and through just a series of what felt to me as such random conversations and occurrences, I, I ended up 
getting offered a job doing youth ministry at our home church and 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 Mm -hmm. at that point that whisper turned into so much more of like okay this is it and this is what I'm asking you to do and I want you to go and I want you to do this and it felt crazy to me you know to leave with that much school left to be so close to what I had worked for and and something that I thought I would love and be good at and follow God but it felt so clear to me what he was asking me to do that I there was no way I could have said no at that point yeah Right. I know you spent some time discerning too. What were some of the emotions that came up when you saw what he had in store? Like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) What were you feeling? Terrified. I was terrified to even have that conversation with like my parents, with people close to me, because I knew how crazy it sounded and felt to me. So saying it to other people felt equally as crazy and I was worried about what everyone would think about that honestly a lot and I also was really aware that this was not something that I had any real experience or background or education in that I would really just be like jumping into something um so it was all of that I mean I was nervous and scared and terrified and and you you know, you do kind of question like, are you sure, God? Are you sure? But every time it just felt in my gut, like this is what I needed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you feel like it took for you to leave? Um, I think, I think what made it happen was the foundation that me and God had built throughout the first couple of years. Mm. I think because we had been on this journey together, because I was starting to learn how to trust him and we were building this foundation of trust and he had met me at every turn so far that when he said, go, I said, okay, I trust you you know, and, and had, mm-hmm. well, had that happened at any other point in my life, I think not only would I not have listened or been obedient, I don't know that I would have known to hear him in the first place and know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. That is so true. The way yeah. he communicates, if you haven't discovered that dynamic yet um it's hard then to know what is and what is not him and I know a lot Mm -hmm. of students I work with are always like is this what I want or is this God like I don't I'm not clear and um it usually goes back to you know what is the working dynamic what is that relationship built on um, is it built on what's been passed down to you or have you owned it for yourself yet? And that's something that I heard yeah. was a process for you yeah. um, that you had to personally pursue one for yourself, not work with what was dealt to you or what was yeah. taught to you yet. 
Um, there's a difference yes. when you move yes. with that. And I think the other thing that I'm learning, um, so after I had, you know, taken that leap and I think we'll talk more about that, but I, there was a lot of moments where I then went back to God and I said, did I hear you wrong? <laughs> like, was this wrong? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think what I'm learning and and if this can be an encouragement to people is that no matter where we go or what we choose, if we are honestly, like you said, with our whole heart trying to follow God, like I think he will meet us there in that and he will bless us and he will go with us, you know? So even if God was like, yeah, girl, you're hearing me wrong. But in my heart, I was saying, I'm doing this to follow God. Like, I really just believe that maybe the decision matters less and and the heart behind it matters so much more and that he will be with us no matter what. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that, because I think that's a very important space and a more like empowered uh stance to take on it instead of the confusion of miscommunication it's more so like if I'm doing this with you in mind um that if I misstep it's not because I'm driving that it's because we misheard and we'll reroute um so much less pressure then in that sense so tell us about the leap that you ended up taking and how that Mm -hmm. was the catalyst Yes. So where you are now. So I moved home and I did the thing and I won't lie. It was super challenging. Honestly, it was a really challenging year. And, and you know, that probably better than almost anyone (laughs) walking it right up close with me. (laughs) Um, and there, like I said, were a lot of moments where I went back to God and I just, I didn't know if I had made the right choice or if I had heard him right. Um, but he was there. And even if I didn't always feel it in the moment, when I look back now, I see him in every moment of it, um, just with me and Mm -hmm. taking care of me and leading me, um, through that whole year. And then Mm -hmm. following that year, I, as challenging as it was, I, knew what I really loved about ministry. And I knew that it was loving on our youth and building relationships with them and spending time with them. And so I, I think I just got a little bit more confident about following that and, and following God there. And so I, I pursued that and I pursued what he had put in my heart and, I am where I am now, truly only because of God. I I was thinking about that this morning before we started recording of literally everything that I have is, can draw back to that one moment because I felt God say something and I followed him and it's my whole life now and I love it. Yeah. 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 Oh, and those are, those are huge moments to really acknowledge and continue to wrestle with. Cause I feel like all those things, all the themes, the people pleasing and the decisions and, um, the scary thing that's insanely inconvenient and not 
and almost offensive to the plans that you've created. That's kind of where all the magic is. Um, I think we try to find treasure on the map, but the treasure is in the surprises. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were the testimony to that because um, Mm -hmm. there was a whole lot that was planned. There was a whole lot that almost seemed like was intuitive for you. She's like, brilliant her grades were like so enviable her talent is too and here she's breathing life and support into people and and not doing it for approval or applause it's really out of service and that's when you know you know oh of course and and I truly mean that and and I knew all of that was really scary even I actually when she told me about this whole job opportunity I was like what (laughs) Are you sure? And yeah. <laughs> and not because I didn't think she yeah. could, but I was like, you want it though? Uh, because I knew how difficult and how um how how tough this position would be because um I I too was very familiar with the role. I had I'd held it for a little bit as well and and mm-hmm. I had to discern my health with that. And and here uh Christina was gonna like be a successor <laughs> and I was like girl I don't know this is dangerous uh but then you really saw her not choose it for mm-hmm. any other th- reason except for the mm-hmm. fact that it was it chose her next you know yeah and and even you know with those leaps there's just so much that comes mm-hmm. from that that we don't plan that we couldn't realize was the core to all of our potential and and that's the difference you know that image with like the girl holding yeah. the tiny bear and god has or jesus yes. has the giant bear behind him yeah. and he's like trade trade with me your cute little yes. plans you drew in pink crayon and look at this plan yeah. that i've sketched yeah. before we breathed into you and we yes. have to do our letting go piece, um, whether that is on purpose, whether like I ever freed my fingers yeah. myself or he pried it open by ripping it from me. Um, once my hands were free, then I could have the giant bear and the cool plans and the remarkable things that, that you know, we never could have imagined for ourselves. And I'm so grateful to you that... Yeah. Maybe you had kind of seen the dumpster fire that it was going to turn into, for lack of a better word. You <laughs> let me go anyways, yeah. and you just trusted God in me, and you walked me through it, and you walked me out of it, and I'm so grateful for that, because you could have stopped me, and, and maybe I would have listened to you, you know, so I'm really grateful that you just let me go and trusted God in me. And that meant so much to me. Thank you. I, I will disclose though, that um, that wasn't easy. And as a character flaw, I'm still working through as a career counselor. Because when someone comes to me and they're like, should I take it or not? Yeah. I may have the answer. Yeah. Like I may feel it. Um, 
And I'm so intuitive, unfortunately, that that I do feel on behalf of others. And, and that's what he and I mm-hmm. pray about and we go to therapy for. I feel on behalf. And that means mm-hmm. I want to decide on behalf. And that's where I'm in trouble. Um, that I didn't actually have my hands behind my back and, like, respect Christina's decision. And, like, you know, um, I wrestled with it, too, where I was, like... <laughs> I want to decide for Christina. I want to, I want to protect my girl um, because I knew how I was burned by that. And I wasn't positive that she would not be burned in the same. Um, But I also have to sit with one as a career counselor, they get there when they get there, not when Anne gets there. And I get confused sometimes still do working on it. Um, Two, they might need that chiseling themselves they might need to burn their own tongue or burn their own um battle scars to be a part of their reformation so if I were to take that from you we would not have the Christina here and and that's what I learn um because I I'm a Sunday school teacher I have a lot of young people that look up to me that I am insanely protective over and I want them to not hurt I am that way with my siblings I want them to not hurt I want that for my friends. Um, but I also know we lose when we don't hurt. Uh, we don't remember our lessons if we don't hurt. Um, if we dodge obstacles, you know, we're not made better for it. I I say in yoga, we're chasing discomfort. And so um, yeah. I sit with that still. I know that it comes out of me. I just do not act on it. And I have to surrender it up. And I'm not perfect all the time. But, but when it was very clear that Christina was not going to be talked out of it, I was like, okay, well, you're not doing this by yourself. And she did not because I was like, I, again, we knew what the dumpster fire was. You tell them to bring an umbrella and then you and your umbrella hangs out with them where they are, because it was so much a part of her story as much as it was a part of mine. Um, but I could rewrite it for her being that she didn't have to do yes. it alone. And that like I did. mattered to me more than yes. anything else I think could have. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so we're learning that, you know, I, even, even as a leader, as a parent or as a team, um, as an associate dean, I'm like, wait, our goal is not easy our goal is not Mm -hmm. um pain free it's not free of complication or struggle it's it's knowing how to work because we know there will be yes so if you're looking for confirmation from god don't Mm -hmm. go this is hard this must not be right almost feel like this is hard and you're in yeah yeah and i yeah. I think that's the other thing is following God for me, taking that leap looked nothing like I thought it was going to, you know, I, I don't know why I expected it to yeah. be peachy and breezy, but, but I did, I thought the hard thing was saying yes. And yeah. then once I did, and I got there, that it was all going to be <laughs> good because I had done this to follow God and and it's everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's that God is not as afraid of 
the hardship and the trial as we are. And he knows that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Romans five, it's suffering breeds perseverance, breeds character, breeds hope. And we, we need all of those steps to become who we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. And we know that when, um, when yeah. there's even testimonies, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it might become, oh, why are we always talking about the hard thing? But that's where the blessings are from. So why not? Why would it not include that? Why would it not involve those moments of desperation with the Lord why would that not be the decisions we can't claim was our imagination um all of those things and and I know a theme for my life is I'm never ready for what he has next um and then the things I'm ready for he doesn't give me when I'm ready for them Yeah, I see visions. And when I see them, I think that they're mine now. But honestly, the role that I'm in now, I saw when I first started four years ago. And I was impatient every minute of that. And it's funny, because now that I'm here, you're right. It's not easy. I thought. I thought I was like, finally, it's here. I I saw the previews. I saw the trailer. It looked really great. Um, Now that I'm in the day to day of it, we're still looking at him and going, wait, you're here, right? Because this is not what I wanted to sign up for, Ugh. you know, and, um, but every step of the way, just knowing that he's threaded within there, even in the weeks that you're crying every week, or even in the days where you don't yes. want any more of it, that he's laced with that. And you watch his call. Um, yeah. for when it's time to go say yes, yes. to to walk yes. whatever yeah thank you so much Christina for sharing your story with us this is so amazing and um, thank you for going there with me because I know this is not an easy thing to just own that your identity was an approval to own the process and the pain of trying to figure that out and then um to own the difficulty in the decisions that you made. Um, yeah. Thank you again for your time. Thank There's you. So thank much you good for this, this conversation and for walking it out with me in real life. I couldn't adapt without you. <laughs> oh, anytime. Yes. Anytime. Okay. Thanks, Christina. Wasn't that a good one? Isn't she a strong testament to how God works? Um, There's so much power in naming that you might need approval and come to terms with how that influences your behavior to unlock that and move from it. Um, Christina found her identity in the one who called her worthy from the start and has been shining out of her best and radiating all that grace and peace from that space. Um, If you are not necessarily a believer there's a message for you in here as well is to define your success and your worth by your terms not by anyone else's not by society's not dependent on how people see you but it's really the power is in how you see yourself and then you'll start radiating from there we know what it's like to not feel enough so be enough for you
and watch you bloom from that space. So I'll leave you with this. What is the pain point in your story? How did that make you better? Have you thanked it for happening yet? Try it out. Write it down if you want to. Message me if you want to. Let me know. Because I've been resentful of some of my pain. I've been resentful and um, regretful of some of my experiences. And my breakthroughs never came until I was able to thank it for happening to me. And able to identify what I got from it. Now, not all pain converts into gold. I know that. Um... And maybe you can't see it yet, and that's okay. But sometimes it is, and we don't want to miss it if that's there. So I'll leave you with that today.